my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life I've been grinding all my life. Look. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, it's KD. I get it. Like, I 100% get it. That's just how it is. Like, I'd rather say I'd rather be happy I got traded for KD than probably, like, somebody else who I didn't think would be, you know, good or something like that. So just just being a realist at the end of the day. Um, obviously, I miss everybody there. Miss my home. Miss all my friends that's back there. But just, I mean, I get it. Like, I, like you're getting Kevin Durant, bro. Like, maybe I'll probably make that trade, too. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie Podcast. This is your host, the one and only. Man, Dexter, man, we finally back? Yeah, we back, man. We in the clutch. I'm glad to be back. There's a lot of things I want to tell you guys about what happened the last few months. We are transitioning to a whole new studio. A little bigger, more. We actually have a co-host, some guests coming this year. So stay tuned. That'll definitely drop sometime in the summer. We're in construction mode right now. Um... But I'm just glad to be back. And, and, and there's so much that we had missed in the NBA season. But I'm just glad to be at this point because this is where it picks up, right? Trade deadline, NBA All-Star weekend. Then it's the final push to the playoffs. Then we got the playoffs. Then we got the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals, the NBA Finals. So we have so much jam-packed stuff coming down the road. I'm just glad to you know, be back on the show. And for the ones that have been supporting me all throughout the whole entire year and over the years, I appreciate your support. Like for real, and if you're new to this channel, and some of you are, and I know who I know who those guys are, or those ladies, should I say, go ahead and hit that bell notification every time we drop a video. You're gonna get it to your alerts, to your phone, your tablet, etc. Thumbs up if you can. It helps out the video. You already know the deal. We're on every single streaming platform out there. Any audio platform you can think of, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Google Cast, whatever it may be, iHeartRadio. We are definitely on that SoundCloud. Shout out to SoundCloud too, and. We're on every single social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but we're finally there. Hey, um, there's so much to get into. This is going to be a jam-packed show. I can't really break down every single trade that just transpired in the last five days. I can't break that stuff down to you, but I'll break down the biggest news that happened in the trade deadline. How did KD get traded? How did Kyrie get, you know, request for a trade and he's gone? Like that. Obviously, these stuff were in the works. Let's go ahead and talk about it, man. And like I said, if you're new to the channel, I love the boy. Subscribe, all that good stuff. But um, so let's talk about the Kevin Durant situation. Because obviously, we're talking about the Phoenix Suns, right? That's the biggest trade that has probably happened since Kawhi Leonard. In my eyes. In my eyes. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis is not in the status or the realm of a Kevin Durant or a Kawhi Leonard, in my eyes. Obviously, y'all have your opinions. Your Laker fans out there, I get it, whatever. But AD is a Robin. Kawhi is not. Kevin Durant is a like a Batman. AD is not a Batman. So you get my drift, right? And there's no diss. There's no shade. The numbers speak for itself. Obviously, Kawhi has something to prove. MVP in the finals. Took Obviously, the Raptors, AD. He kind of piggybacked off of LeBron. Bubble. I don't know if that was really a, really a championship, but that hey, hey, I'm not here for that. But anyways, so Kevin Durant, 
I'm going to go ahead and break this stuff down to you and why this trade was executed at this time of the year, per se, if it was two months ago, or when he requested a trade last summer in July of 2022. So let's run it back. KD signs the four-year contract for $200 million, right? Kyrie is... Obviously, he wants to be gone, so they're trying to trade Kyrie, but they're not getting suitors. Obviously, they don't want the Russell Westbrook trade from the Lakers at the time. They're like, we're not going to get that guy because, obviously, KD and Russ, they might not work, whatever it is. They're trying to get more than just Russell Westbrook and some draft picks, right? Or some players or some assets, whatever it may be. So KD requested for a trade. Obviously, this was all a, how should I say, start the motion just in case you don't get traded, right? And obviously, we thought they were gonna get, he was going to get traded, um, Phoenix Suns offered a hell of a package, but I think they asked what Nets were were requesting was too steep. You understand? Mikael Bridges, who just got traded to the Nets, right? Cam Johnson, who just got traded to the Nets. Jay Crowder is not even part of the picture. Like, he just happened to be on home on vacation. I said, yeah, you too, man. Because obviously they had some internal stuff going on between Jay Crowder and the team. I don't know what it is. I've been tracking information since the summer. And, I, man, that thing is... Shut tight. Like, you can't even... Like, no one in the organization is going to leak that information out unless it's Jay Crowder. And obviously, since he went to the Bucks, he got traded, right? He's like, yeah, man, this is internal. I'm going to keep it in-house. I'm going to respect our wishes. That's what he said. So, obviously, we'll probably never find out until maybe down the road. Maybe he has a podcast of his own. But anyways, so... Jay Crowder, obviously, was trading this package. Four, four first-round picks, right? And these are not, like... Like the picks that might happen in a year or two, these are somewhere down the road when you know Katie's at the league by the end, right? So this might haunt them down the road. It's a risk factor, but whatever it is, it's Kevin Durant. You take that chance to win a championship, right? Charles Barkley got traded to the Phoenix Suns. And what did he do? He took him to the NBA Finals. Obviously, he lost to the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan, but with the roster that the Phoenix Suns had back in 93, 92, whatever it may be, they had. You know, Kevin Johnson, the point guard, they had Dan, uh, you know, Dan Marley. They had some old, like, you know, vets. And they needed somebody who was a all-star, superstar in that sense. Charles Barkley was that guy. They traded for him. A lot of draft picks were gone. You know, obviously, they went to the NBA Finals. It didn't work out. They're trying to salvage what they have now. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns is a contender. They're not a pretender. They went to the NBA Finals. They couldn't stop Giannis. At the same time, they didn't have someone outside Devin Booker who can be that guy? Giannis at least had Chris Middleton, right? There was no other person. CP3, where was he at? DeAndre Aiden fouled out four games in a row from game two to game six. So, like, uh, adding a Kevin Durant to your team with the core of Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, and obviously you have to put some pieces together. Obviously, you know, with the whole buyout market, which I'm about to speak to you in, a, in a second, they got Terrence Ross from the Magic. He said, hey, buy me out. Boom, God, I'm going to a contender. He, I mean, he played there seven years in Orlando and collected a paycheck. Didn't care about winning. Now he's a little older. He's like, you know what? I need to get a ring. I want to go to a contender. He's going to Phoenix. So uh, we'll speak about the dynamic of the roster and how that will mesh. But obviously, adding Kevin Durant. Obviously, you're adding, uh, you know, TJ Warren, who was drafted by the Phoenix Suns, is a heck of a player. Like, he should get all the flowers because he was that guy when he went to the Pacers. Obviously, he has some knee injury, uh, uh, some some so uh, fibula or some type of leg injury. Since the bubble, he hasn't really performed like that. He has came back and played for the Pacers for a little bit, but was always you know injury prone. You know with the leg situation, goes to Brooklyn, 
and doesn't pan out looking, loses his minutes in rotation, is not really that guy. But I really think he can be that, you know, the eight player off that rotation on the bench, the ninth player on that bench. If he can acclimate himself deeper into the season and get some, you know, get some, you know, minutes under him to kind of get in game shape, you know, ready for the playoffs. He is this guy can drop 30. And we all know TJ Warren, but let's let's go back to the main topic here, which is Kevin Durant, right? So you add Terrence Ross, you got TJ Warren in that trade with the Kevin Durant trade. Um, obviously, we, you have other players on the roster, right? You have Shamit, you have Chris Paul, you have uh, you have Craig, you have uh, there's some other players. I'm probably off the top of my mind. I'm trying to say, oh, you have whatever it may be, right? Um, Biombo, whatever. So you have some good pieces around you that can play defense, obviously, as far as Craig and maybe Terrence, Terrence Ross to a certain degree, but he's more of an offensive-minded kind of guy. But you can score, right? You can score. So the Phoenix Suns took this trade because, obviously, um, and I have I have it right here, Matt Ish... I'm, I'm probably butchering his name. Ishbia, right? This guy used to play on the Michigan State team, won a title. Like, you know, the Flintstones, if you remember, right? You know, uh, Mantis Cleves was the point guard, right? Mo, Mo Peterson, Mo P, you know, who played for the Toronto Raptors with a Vince Carter, right? He was on that same roster. They had a hell of a good team, hell of a good team. He was the backup point guard. But anyways, I'm not trying to get deep into his basketball, you know, a previous history. Obviously, he's coming from a wealthy family. They're in the mortgage, you know, industry in Detroit. You know, obviously, they have a lot of money. We're talking about billions, right? We're not talking about M's. We're talking about, you know, B's. So, anyways, he purchased a team. Obviously, we all know that this is all public record. This is what, if you watch basketball, you're you're aware of this new owner. Well, Robert Sarver is a cheap owner. He's a cheap guy. Okay? He was not willing to pay DeAndre Aiden a penny. Remember that. Until the Pacers gave him a contract. Then, obviously, we, we all know, you know, uh, 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 they felt the pressure, they matched the contract, they kept him. But he was greedy as F, right? Anyways, well, Matt you know, Ishbia, first day in the office, when they finally approved him to be the owner from the board of you know, executives, which is all the owners, right? When they finally approved him to have his first decisions to manage and operate his own franchise, his own team, he said, yeah, let's call the Nets. Obviously, they had probably discussions going on throughout the entire year. And they said, hey, look, man, we'll give you X, Y, and Z, but we're not going to give you A, B, and C, right? We're not going to like we're not going to give you Devin Booker. We're not going to give you DeAndre Aiden, Mikael Bridges. We'll give you on the back end of the talent, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. Obviously, um, with you know with Crowder going there, this is a whole buyout situation for him. They just had to put that money together so then the contracts can fit, right, and the players can fit. They had 15 players on the on 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 the roster for the Nets. They had contracts, yada yada. yada. Anyways, when they executed this trade, Kevin Durant told the Nets in the summer, "Hey, look, okay, look, if you're not gonna trade me right now, I'll go ahead and play that guy. I'll play for this team, say all the good things, and I'll do everything in my power to win." And you gotta understand, they play well. When they got traded, they were like, "What?" I mean, before. Uh, uh, Kyrie requested for the trade in the beginning of January or mid-January. They were the, I think, the second best team in the East. They're a hell of a good team. So, for them to request for a trade, a lot of stuff happened. 
The Ben Simmons uh, experiment failed. The whole situation with, um, with with Kyrie, you know, wanting to get his extension in the, in the summer. They wouldn't give him the $200 million extension. Then he asked for, he said, hey, look, I've been playing without KD. I mean, for the last stretch of the last three, four weeks, what it may be. And Kyrie was balling the last month before he had, requested for a trade and before he got departed from Brooklyn to Dallas. Kevin Durant's like, hey. I mean, sorry, Kyrie's like, hey, look, I play without KD. You're not trying to pay me. I'm playing without Ben Simmons because he's not he's not the same Ben Simmons that you traded for for James Harden. And the other guys are not here. Seth Curry was hurt. He just barely came back. Patty Mills ain't the Patty Mills from last year. Nick Claxton is uh, he's having a, one of the best. This is a career year for him. And obviously, he came into the gym ready this summer, prepared for like, I don't care about these guys. I'm going to do me. Obviously, improved player of the year candidate, right? So, Kyrie had... A lot of things that he could have used to leverage the Nets, but they didn't want to have it. Obviously, we all know about the whole COVID situation. I don't want to get vaxxed, right? We all knew about the situation with the bubble. When COVID first happened and the NBA went in a five-month hiatus, Kyrie was the only one that was advocating for not to have the league continue its actual season. Like, completely just don't care about it. Move on. Because he wanted to go protest for Black Lives Matter and and, and and police brutality, which I understand. Go ahead and do that, Kyrie. You can go ahead and do that. But there's a lot of players who don't get paid like you in the NBA. There's not there's not a lot of guys who make forty million dollars a year. Thirty million. There's a lot. Majority of the NBA is making vet minimum five mil, three mil, one mil, two mil, six mil, seven mil. There's only a top echelon of players who are making stupid money. And that's probably like the top 20 players out of 420 or 50 players. So for him to say that, obviously, it rubbed a lot of people in the, in the wrong way. LeBron James is like, nope, hey, look, I understand their situation as far as these players. They need to get paid. In order you can get paid, we have to resume the NBA. So that happened, right? So obviously, there's so many things that's going on. Then obviously, you know, they hired Steve Nash, and he's in a press conference on a podcast saying that, or it was him and Kevin Durant, and he was like, yeah, man, me and Kevin Durant, we can coach this team. We don't need no Steve Nash. We don't need a head coach. We can coach ourselves. Like, just basically disrespected Steve Nash. Like, Steve Nash is a two-time MVP in this league. Steve Nash carries a team. He carried a team in Phoenix. Like, to me, if you look at it, career-wise, as far as winning games and carrying, you know, carrying the team, and was important to the like Kyrie is not that guy. We all know your pitch stops where you went. So that right there is also a red flag. Then the whole thing with the anti-Semitic situation with the Jewish community, how like he has promoting a book or a video on Amazon from Amazon on his platform. We all know what happened. So obviously he it went from one chaos to another to another to another to another. That's why I didn't give him twenty million dollars. So he asked it for a trade. KD's like, hey, look. <laughs> Thick and thin, like I've been, I've been going through you guys. You know, like, hey, I never did anything since I got here. You know, obviously the fact that he was hurt when he was healthy, Katie came to play. Never bickered, never complained, never wavered, none of that. And I think that what happened was, Sean Marks, who's the GM of the Nets, right? Joe Tussay, who's the owner of the Nets, who owes Alibaba, right? These guys were like, hey, bro, like this is just, this is insane. Our fan base is fatigued. Our players in the locker room lost respect for these two guys because they're like, hey, bro, this is like a circus, right? So what can we salvage from next year? 
Like, Ben Simmons is the next guy on the table. What are we going to do with this guy? Should we waive him? Should we trade him? Because no one's going to take his contract, right? So the whole KD situation worked in the back door since the summer. They say, hey, okay, we'll see how the season goes. And if it doesn't work out, we'll talk. Obviously, KD told the team in the summer, hey, look, I'm, the only destination that's on my mind right now is Phoenix Suns. Because he knows that that team has the pieces to trade for him. And they have the pieces to w- contend and have a chance to actually be the favorite. Obviously, right now, the favorite right now is the Celtics, I believe. Phoenix Suns just jumped up to being second. And to win now. So if you add Kevin Durant with the Devin Booker, with the Chris Paul, with the DeAndre Aiden, you have literally the best team on paper in the West. You can't tell me who's a better player than those guys as far as collectively. The four, five, the four guys are the five starters. There's no team. Some of y'all want to debate, well, Jokic and Jamil or uh, uh, Jamal Murray. No. People say Paul George and Kawhi. No. People say the Lakers, LeBron James, AD. No. I'm a Steph Curry fan. I'm a Warriors fan. Even, even Steph Curry himself, Wardell himself, him, Clay Poole, and Draymond is not better than those guys. Just not. Like right now, Devin Booker is a better player in the league right now than those two guys, Clint Thompson and Jordan Poole. And then we all know Steph Curry's better than, you know, what's his name? Aiden's a better player as far as what he does in NBA now for his team than a Draymond Green. Draymond Green's more of like, he can feel, you know, he can pass the ball, he can play defense here and there, stuff like that. The difference maker is Kevin Durant. Obviously, Steph is too, don't get me wrong, but those four guys are probably the closest thing in the West, but they're not the same players right now where they was back then. But going forward, right? So, and I don't want you guys to kill me on Twitter about that. But going forward. So, obviously the new owner. The new owner decided to come in and make a splash. He does not care. He just spent billions of dollars. He paid that Robert Sarver, he paid the NBA $4 billion for the Phoenix Suns. That is insane from where he bought the team. Robert Rosario bought this team for like $300 million years ago. And he came up to be $4 billion. And I get it. Market value, whatever it may be, you can have excuses. If you kick somebody out, do they deserve to get all the marbles and all the cash? Whatever, right? Anyways, so with the new owner, Matt, right? I think his name is Matt. Yeah, Matt. With Matt, he's like, hey, look, this team went to NBA Finals. was not good enough. We couldn't do nothing last year. We lost game seven on our court to one player, Luka Dantage. And no disrespect to Spencer, <laughs> but hey, that guy's not going to make a difference for you. It's Luka Dantage who had killed you with the Devin Booker. With a, and obviously with, with Mikel Bridges, who's now a, a, a Brooklyn net, he was runner up to being defensive player of the year. That's how good he's in defense. And he had trouble with Luka Dantage. So imagine you had Chris Paul. Devin Booker, Luke, uh, 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 Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Aiden, uh, who else? Uh, Jay Crowder, so on, so on, so on, so on, right? And you lost to Luka Doncic, Reggie Bullock. Like, come on now. Like, you, are you kidding me? Like, Przingis was not even a factor for that team. Christian Przingis was just like a guy who just happened to be in the background. But anyways, so the owner's like, hey, I, I had enough of this. Like, <laughs> I see what you guys did. 
I need Kevin Durant. Let's talk to them. They had a talk. They've been obviously talking as far as like, you know, the GM, Sean Marks, and you have Jones. They're talking to, you know, amongst each other, trying to figure out how to can lose. Obviously, DeAndre Aiden was the biggest piece that they wanted. The Brooklyn Nets wanted DeAndre Aiden. They said, there's no effing way we're going to give you Camp Johnson, Mikael Bridges, because obviously Jay Crowder was not in the discussion of trade last year. It was Aiden, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, some draft picks. No, there was no Jay Crowder involved. So then for some reason, they say, you know what? With the pressure of the trade down happening, they say, hey, look, let's get this now. Because obviously Kevin Durant's 34. He's not healthy. He's currently hurt right now. He might not be back for at least another week or so at the minimum. And they're like, hey, let's go get these players now. And Mikael Bridges is not a bad player. Mikael Bridges is a very good player. Cam Johnson is a very good role player. Like, he can be a six-man kind of type of guy off the bench. If he does start, this guy can drop 15, 16 points from the three-pointer alone. And they're athletic. They can play multiple positions. So, and you and you add four first-round picks to the Brooklyn Nets, who they desperately need because they have traded all that to the Rockets to get James Harden. Yeah, this is a this is a win-win for both sides. People say, no, well, you know, the Brooklyners got robbed. How did they get robbed? I get it. They own the leverage. They have, I'm sorry, own, they have the leverage over Brook over Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant is like, hey, I can come hoop, but I'm not gonna be here focusing and trying to win. How, how am I gonna win? I can't win with these guys. So this can come to a point where there's gonna be. You know, headbutts. There's gonna be static in the in, in, in the locker room. You don't want to have bad culture. You you have fans who come out there and they don't want to see a Kyrie and Kevin Durant losing to a bad team. Don't care about going to the playoff, like getting whooped, getting swept by the Celtics, right? So obviously, it's a win-win situation for Brooklyn. Long term, they have a lot of pieces that they can work with. The biggest factor is the Ben Simmons situation. How they can make that work. He lost minutes in the rotation. I don't know if he's actually starting right now, if he's even healthy right now. That's a big concern for a guy who they owe a lot of money to. You have to understand, they traded him for James Harden. And when you trade somebody, obviously you're not going to get no other player that is in the same caliber as James Harden, the same way they traded Kevin Durant for Mikel Bridges. But you, Mikel Bridges is a better player than Ben Simmons. Cam Johnson is a better system guy than a Ben Simmons. So what can what can Ben Simmons do for your team? Obviously, he's a very, very good defender, but we can't hold on to something that was two, three years ago. Yeah, he was first team all defense. Okay, I get that. Did he win anything besides rookie of the year? Like those things are just I hear those things, and I'm going by the notion like, bro, I can't talk about Derrick Rose MVP from 2011. He's been in the league. He's still in the league right now, currently. But then when we see him, we talk about, well, Derrick Rose is the, he has an MVP and he's one of the best players. How? He played a couple years and got hurt. And since then, he's became a role player. So we can't hold on to something that happened before and try to, you know, prop them up and say, yeah, he's still a hell of a good player. No, Ben Simmons ain't that guy no more. I don't know what it is. If he lost, if he just lost uh, uh, his, his love of the game, or he's just mentally not there, or something is bothering the guy. But anyways, Brooklyn is need to figure out what they want to do with that. Going back to the Phoenix Suns, this is going to be 
championship or bust. Kevin Durant knows that, hey, this is the best time to win a championship right now. Why? Because teams retool every year. Okay, now who's the... You, you, you have to understand. Like, Memphis was like, oh, my God. Like, we we one of the best teams in the West. Excuse me. And you have you have the, the Denver Nuggets who's saying the same thing. And they're taking advantage of, you know, the injuries that the, the Warriors are having, the bad road games they're playing. They're playing a terrible season, by the way, right? Then you have the whole Clippers situation, the whole saga about is Kawhi going to be game managing today or is he going to play tomorrow? What's wrong with him today? Like, back and forth. Like, this is the best time to swoop in and take advantage because those teams I just mentioned, Memphis Grizzlies, a Denver Nuggets, uh, whoever else, the, you know, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks, they are beatable. They are beatable. If you tell them right now LeBron James and Anthony Davis have a hella good team and they traded for, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you know, uh, Vanderbilt, they added, you know, Malik Beasley themselves, they have a hell of a good team. But they started from day zero. They, they will probably be a top 18. If not, probably hang around 7 to 8 instead of being around 10 and 11. Like a playing tournament team. So things change so quick. And I think the reason why it's a championship bust, obviously you have KD for the next four, the next three years. You just re-up Devin Booker for five years, so he's going to be there for the next four or five years. Aiding the same thing. The only, the only factor is Chris Paul. You have an aging point guard who constantly has hamstring issues when it comes to tight game situations and, or the important stretches in the season, which is like, you know, springtime or early spring, right? Late winter, early spring, playoff time. We have how many times we heard him having his hamstring issues while he's a Phoenix Suns. Same thing when he was in the Rocket. So Chris Paul, to me, is probably the closest to winning a championship and being favored to win a championship. On top of that, when Chris Paul has these guys, Chris Paul is dangerous. When he has these guys, he's dangerous. You cannot double team. <laughs> if you try to double team, you have Chris Paul who can shoot. You have a Devin Burker who's lights out. And if you have Aiden going inside the paint, getting tip backs, one-on-one, fadeaway, hook shots, mid-range, and kind of can shoot the three here and there, you have a problem. Yeah, they cannot defend. That's a question everybody's going to be asking right now. Who are they going to defend on the, on the opposite side? We don't care about that right now. I don't really give a damn about that. I want to see if this can actually work. And obviously you have down the road, but then you have an agent star like Chris Paul. He's, 30, he's going to turn 39 this year. You have Kevin Durant who's going to turn 35 next season. Like these guys who are injury prone. Kevin Durant has not been healthy since he tore his Achilles. Ever since he tore his Achilles, he's not the same guy. But that guy who is not the same guy is still dropping 30 points on your head. Easy. Easy sniper. Easy buckets. But, yeah, so, like, with the Phoenix Suns, like, we just got to stay tuned about, like, what's going to happen. Obviously, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of games that's going to transpire in the next few weeks. Kevin Durant's not on the team. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not. He's on the team, but he's not really with the team as far as hooping. He's injured, so we'll see what happens. But, hey, man, we got more stuff that's coming down the road. You know, stay tuned. If you can, man, like I said, holler's on YouTube. We're on every single stream of platform. Hey, man, next episode drop in a couple days. You'll be surprised what it's about. So stay tuned, man. Oh, man. One more thing. Holla at your boy. Buyout markets officially started. Peace.